Hey y'all. Hey. What's up y'all? What's up? It is the Link Up. Back again. The podcast created for the melanated millennials maneuvering our way through life. Yeah. Yes. Brooklyn. We're back. I can't <laughs> lie though. The weather is so nice. Yeah. It's crazy. The weather is so nice. But yes, the weather it. is perfect. It ain't nothing like a Brooklyn summer. It's going to be a good weekend. I'm glad y'all are here. I know. I'm so excited about tonight. Yes. I'm yes. too excited. Yes. I need this. You know, sometimes you just need that vacation. Yes, that getaway. (laughs) That getaway. First of all, a New York moment is always an ideal moment, right? Like you need a New York moment, just like you need an LA moment. Yeah, we're we're overdue for an LA moment. Oh yeah, we gotta make our way to LA this summer too. That is coming soon. Maybe y'all see us in LA the next month or two. Well, flight booked. Get into the episode, y'all. <laughs> yes. Now it is time for our, well, my favorite part <laughs> of the podcast, our being black and white America moment, our BBWA moment. This moment is sponsored today and yesterday and tomorrow. And forever. And forever. And ever and ever. And ever. <laughs> By our Ancestors, which is our only sponsor right now. So if anybody's listening, <laughs> y'all, the ancestors are not trying to send any checks. The ancestors did not send no money, so I'm just saying <laughs> they're like, we made you. That's enough. Quick plug: we are open for sponsorships. <laughs> That's funny. I'm gonna take this BBWA moment. Okay, y'all know back in the day, whenever you were like. 16, 17, we're trying to get in clubs, okay? You're getting your sister's ID, you're going to the club, showing the little white man at the door, he looking at it, he sees just a black girl and says, all right, you good, go in, go in. It's so, all right, white people think all black people look alike, all black girls look alike, great. I'm in the club, I'm 17, I'm turning up. But the all black girls look alike thing really, is really just not cool, especially at this, at this uh, juncture in our lives. Right. So, I recently was faced with another all black girls look alike moment, and that was at my workplace, which mm. is shocking. <laughs> it, was, it was funny at the club. It's not funny anymore at no. the workplace. So, at the workplace, me and two other black girls all work in our same department in our in our job. And it's just three of us, and we all hang out all the time. Like, you know, obviously, you see a, a person that looks like you, you gravitate towards them. It's a good time. We got each other's back. We've always been there for each other. But what created a little bit of a problem in the workplace is our white supervisors. They kept confusing us. Mm. Um, they would just call us each other's names. It got to the point where at one point I was called into the office by one of my supervisors yelling at me, not yelling at me, but reprimanding me for something that he thought that I had done. And when he gave me the brief, my name was not on the brief. It was the (laughs) other girl, the other black girl's name. Mm. And I looked at the brief. I gave it back to him and I was like, um, wrong person, wrong person. And then of course he was like, Oh, oh my gosh, it's so early in the morning. No, it's not. It's 2 p.m. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, it's not right. But all right, that's awkward. Yeah. So mm-hmm. me and my girls got so fed up with it because there's only three of us, but there's 10 
white women in the office and mm-hmm. they they all got blonde hair like what you talk about why are you confusing them we all look different right. we all one of us is five seven the other one is five eight the other one's five two curly hair different type of body types like everything is different about us mm-hmm. why are you confusing us but the white girls that wear their hair the same way they all have the same color hair you know all of their names right that is disrespectful. It is. Disrespectful. It is. So we brought it up very lightly. We started addressing it. That's her. You know, you need to get this right. It's getting kind of offensive that you're calling me this girl's name when my name is Raina. Right. Um, that didn't really work. It still went on for about a month. <laughs> and after we have our, we started speaking up about it. So my girl just said, you know what? I'm going to hit him where it hurts. Cut the games. I'm going to file an EEOC complaint. Let's get it. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? Two days later, everybody's name was straight. What? Everybody, they never called us um, out of our names ever again. Wow. Wow. Like a light switch went off. What a little legal pressure would do. What would a legal... Who would have ever thought just... We're... We're in the legal field. Right. Right. <laughs> you know what you're doing is wrong. Right. And I have to take legal measures before you can get this right. Because you're playing with us. Because you're playing with us. That is so crazy. Stop confusing us. and It's disrespectful. It it's disrespectful. You don't want me to confuse you for Steve. So don't do that. That happened to me. It's crazy that we all have similar stories. Because yeah. that happened to me in the past as well. Where one of the other black attorneys did something that wasn't supposed to be done. And so I got the email for it. I mean, he went in. You didn't do this such and such and such at the hearing. And I'm so now I'm thinking I'm crazy. I'm like, wait, I didn't even did I even go to court today? Like, what? You know, so once I realized that this was not my smoke, I said, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> now it's time for me to be professional, but petty. Yeah. I typed up an email and had to address it in a way like I want you to know and feel just how you made me feel. Yeah. Stupid. Like mm-hmm. wrong I really wanted to say wrong black girl, me but too. that would have been in a period. Exactly. <laughs> Literally. Exactly. Wrong black girl, period. Yeah. But check your facts. But you know, had to have that professional layer in it. But exactly. oh I'm sorry, it must have been such and such. Nah. You No. Nah. That's disrespectful. No. No. So get them names straight. <laughs> <laughs> But now we're talking about identity on the show today, right? Yeah. Aisha, Aisha. Okay. Yeah. She's been a topic lately. Yes, she has. I love her. I love her too. too. I do. But you guys know what we're talking about. So she was on Red Table Talk with, you know, our auntie Jada. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Killing the game. Great aunt. Her mother. Okay. Everybody. Little God sister. My little God sister. I love them so much. Love them. Love Love what they're doing on Red Table Talk. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Well, you know, Aisha said some pretty um, controversial things. Yeah. Like there are all these women like throwing themselves. But me, like the past 10 years, like I don't have any of that. Like I have zero. This sounds weird but like male attention what's crazy about her comments is that i did not even realize they would be considered controversial until i got online the next day and it was like all shit broke loose me neither because Mm -hmm. i i didn't even remember that part i had to go back and listen to it because it was such a small portion of the interview and i was like this is what y'all this is what y'all took and y'all mad about this is what's keeping you up at night absolutely and i think that is where the problem was a lot of people only listen to 
the very small clip of what she said that was shared on social media mm -hmm. without taking into context the full breadth of what the conversation was about and how genuine and authentic and transparent the conversation was. But this is what makes me mad about it. I know this is about identity. I just feel like we're all constantly being told, oh, we're listening to black women. We want to know what you're going through. We want to hear your truth. And she shares her truth. Yeah. And you have men and women. Mm -hmm. And women. And, and black women. women. And yes. black women yes. telling her that her truth ain't her truth. It, it, her, she's wrong. Right. For revealing her truth. And I'm like, how? Shout out to that whole family. Their interview, their discussion, like you were saying, it was amazing. Yeah. And I thought it was very real and very genuine. I'm glad that they shared their truths. But what she said, even taken out of context to me, is super just regular. When I walk out on the street, I want the neighborhood uh, stranger to look over and be like, oh, you look pretty today. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, thank you. People just like affirmation and that's basic yeah. human nature. Yeah. And like, <laughs> even if you have not had that experience, I feel like the ability to empathize is so important and mm -hmm. not necessarily think negative. And it was such a negative response. And I don't think anybody tried to put themselves in her position if you don't feel that way necessarily in your personal life. I mean, I know me, for example, on a smaller scale, when I was in college, I was dating a professional athlete that was drafted number six of the Cleveland Browns. Mm -hmm. And I would go to Cleveland with him and I'd see him at games and stuff. And like the attention that he would get from women and everybody else was ridiculous just like people would come up to me and be like oh my god he's amazing he's so awesome he's so this everything is about that person yeah. and nothing is ever about you and it and me being the age the age that i was and the mindset that i was i was like i mean yeah he's great but i'm great too yeah but you don't know how to vocalize that yeah. and so i can't even imagine someone like aisha with someone like steph curry like no, yes. internationally, like massive basketball player, mm -hmm. like where her mind is in that type of thing. And like, just because we see her and we see that she's a big deal, that doesn't mean that she feels that, you know? And it's the, all, the whole thing about them telling her her feelings are wrong. Like, yeah. who are you? No. And I definitely think as a woman of substance, yeah, right, as we know Aisha to be, how that could be in that situation, right? Because you're thinking about it through the lens of your experience, yeah. like you're saying, like, I'm great too. I'm yeah. great too. I have an identity too. I, I'm, I'm, I should be recognized. Yeah. yeah, like I have this. I have I'm that beautiful. I'm this. I'm that. Exactly. He's great, but I am too. Exactly. And it's okay for me to want to be recognized exactly. for that. And and it, it's not because like your greatness wasn't decreased because of his greatness, right? It wasn't right. like it wasn't like okay, I feel threatened, mm -hmm. right? That oh no, never that. that no. But like Raina is saying, as a human being, from most of us, affirmation and wanting affirmation is a very natural feeling. And that was probably the void that you felt too. Like, right. you know, it's like, and I think any woman natural. feels that. We're all genuine about how we really feel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We can all identify with Aisha. Right. A hundred percent. No matter how much money, no matter what. That was what was getting me, right? Yeah. It was like, oh, she has money. 
she should be happy. Yeah, shut Come up on now. and what? be with your millionaire. I've seen that. Yeah, so how many, many people? Times. How many stories have y'all seen where these millionaires are sad and just depressed that was and so all that? Cr- but to Come me, because it Money was from our community, and it sh- and it just showed me what hurt me the most. Really, was like that, like marriage point where people were like getting deep into her marriage and like criticizing her marriage, like. Oh, the only person I need affirmation from is my husband. And that's what you need to be focused on. And there must be something lacking because, you know, you feel this way. Like you need to be happy in your marriage or whatever. That is crazy. First off, please don't speak about other people's marriages. One. <laughs> when you, half <laughs> the people one. not even marry themselves. I ain't had no man. Right. Right. That part. How you going to tell somebody about having a man when you don't have a man? <laughs> but... <laughs> You that make no sense. You cut no sense. But secondly, what we we're talking about, having affirmation from folks like that are not in your immediate circle has nothing to do with like my circle sucks. Yeah, and I think it's normal if I know if I picked out a bomb outfit, my hair is good, my edges are laid, and I show up somewhere, I want someone to compliment me. Or and yes. it's like that would make me feel good. It would let me know, like, I thought I looked bomb. Yeah. You think I look you bomb. Like, this bad. is great. And, yeah. It's, and does that make me bad? Just because oh. I am I would like to know and be noticed and know that maybe someone else appreciates how I look today? It's normal. Okay. It's, I appreciate you. I really appreciated Aisha's response to all of this, too. Like, she said on social media, like, listen, I have never been one to cage my feelings and emotions to any capacity. I am human, you know? Like, it brings me pure joy to speak my mind, be vulnerable, and to know myself inside and out. I wanna take time to encourage everyone to speak their truth. Yes. Regardless of perception, fitting into a mode or offending someone because it's your truth. I love that. And I love that following all of the backlash after she put that statement out, she continued to be herself. Yes, it, nothing, absolutely. Yes, it, it didn't seem like she missed a beat, mm-hmm. changed anything up, went away for s- some time on social media or whatever. She's like, "Y'all are angry. That sounds like a personal problem because I'm gonna continue to live my life and live my truth." And like the whole thing, it just to me, it's another example of a black woman being criticized for her truth. Like, and she, why are you so mad? It's her truth. Why? How does that affect you? Yeah, and I think too, just going back to the social media issues and how social media plays a role in our generation it's like love social media but it really does give people this false perception of platform in mm. some instances Ooh. where sis facts mm-hmm. people just feel so entitled to be able to share you know how they are quote unquote feeling or project their feelings about someone else or how someone else is feeling and uh, unfortunately believe those things to be factual and right. it's like this lady is speaking her truth that is for her even let's just say the worst you know let's just take it at its worst potential let's just say she's oh, not she's getting insecure attention from throw her, her away so, what so? does that have to do with you like yeah, why so? did that give you a platform to go off and to develop some type of judgmental stance about her and her marriage or whatever i, I don't know i just 
people are weird. It makes me it's mad. Yeah, but we live in that day. We and do age. live yeah. in that day because I hate to boil it back down to the way black women are treated, but it just is. This mm. is just a small example. And would the response be the same if it was a man or if it was a white woman? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Do I, I think know. the white community would create awful memes and say things about our marriage? I don't know. No. I don't know. Y'all, I have a, a confession. Oh, God. I was weak at some of those memes though, like some of <laughs> the people sliding in her DM, the guy. Oh my gosh. Oh I my love gosh. the Louisiana ones, like you want some crawfish and that <laughs> I'm like, y'all are so up. The internet is just The internet is ruthless. It's so dumb. But sorry about that. But going back to the But I bet she was laughing too. Because that's a real one. She's a real one. So she was laughing too. She is a real one. But all in all, I think this is just a prime example of how we need to live our truth no matter what. Mm -hmm. And like Aisha said, like it's not about fitting into a mode or a perception or oh my gosh, she's married to Steph Curry, so she shouldn't have any issues or I can't believe she would express that. That's embarrassing. Whatever. No, 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 no. Imagine if we lived in a world where we all lived our truth. Okay. Hmm. Like, what would that look like? What would they? What would that feel like? If Mentally freeing. was living their truth. Right. You know, and so I love Aisha for living her truth, regardless mm-hmm. of the backlash, regardless of how she you know potentially was viewed after that and then shout out to steph for his public message about how he loves Mm -hmm. his wife and accepts her for who she is and how he continued to affirm her publicly yeah y'all were about what that statement had to do with her marriage meanwhile her husband her man is like clapping for her right i'm proud of her Her marriage looked good from over here so i don't know what y'all worried about and concerned about (laughs) Mind the no. business that pays you, sis. Okay, no man Barbara over here got to say something. Yeah. Always. Black women, speak your truth. Don't worry about the backlash. If it's how you feel, say it. No one can tell you that your feelings are wrong. Going back to this, it can depend on your partner's line of work. Like to speak back on a, the past relationship that I was in and I was spoke about earlier, in especially like within like athletes, they have a very consuming lifestyle it's almost like anybody that is attached to them you can't get out of their world like if you're yeah. a part of their world you become of their world Definitely. and i say that to say I, I can see why the spouses of athletes do struggle with having their own identity and and finding their own success because you're so consumed how does one in that context maintain their identity oh i don't know that's why i said x <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to just to even add another layer to that yeah. as black women, like a traditional black family, the black woman is putting on her black man. Yeah. So you're putting your man to the forefront. You're doing all these things for him. And sometimes you'll willingly take the back seat for sure. because mm-hmm. you are supporting your man in that way. And I think that that is very evident in the black family and how we were raised. Mm-hmm. So to add that extra layer of this person, my husband is a superstar you can easily get lost even more so if my person is working a nine to five job. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I I think what you're saying is pretty on point that regardless of the profession of your spouse Mm -hmm. as a woman, you know, and how our community has really um, 
kind of molded our role as black women. No matter what your spouse does, it's very, it can be very easy to still lose that identity and put your spouse at the forefront, their career, what are you doing? Let me support that. Forget about what I'm trying to do to a certain degree. I wanna make sure that what you're doing has the front seat. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. and I was gonna switch gears too to talk about that, you know, the non-famous spouse scenario, right? Even someone who is not living that type of life there are still opportunities for you to lose your identity, even within that context. You know, you think Absolutely. about the time that you're spending with that person. You think about, you know, how your interests may change, you know, and because two are now becoming one. So to a certain degree. So in your relationships, have you had to fight for that at all? Or, or do you know people that have had to fight for that? I'll sit this one out as a single member of the link. <laughs> <laughs> um... I think that is all about compromise for real. Yeah. Because as a person who I feel like I'm very like strong and I want to have an identity and I've always felt like that since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. I've just always been like, we can do both. We don't have to yeah. pick one or the other. Um, or if we do pick one, you could pick yours today and I'll pick mine tomorrow. Right. Like mm -hmm. there's always room for compromise. You never have to let the person just take the wheel and go. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's super important in all aspects of relationships, whether you're dating, your boyfriend, girlfriend, your marriage, to remember that it's a partnership and to act like that. Yeah. It's a partnership. Two people are working together. Right. And quick thing, if you're with someone who, when you want to take the backseat and build them up, it's all good. But then when it's their turn to take the backseat, it's a problem. That ain't the one for you, sis. Because that's mm -hmm. going to be someone that is never going to allow you to shine mm -hmm. and have and, and create your own identity. They want your identity to be their identity because they want it to be about them. Yeah. So if you see that in a relationship that you're, you know, starting, run. <laughs> but I, I agree with what you guys are saying. Definitely yeah. it's about compromise. And first of all, I think that your spouse and who your spouse is has a lot to do with it, right? Like mm -hmm. having a spouse who is willing to compromise, who understands that, okay, I have a woman of substance, which means she has her own schedule. She has her own obligations. She has her own ambitions. And she also has her own bag, right? So Keyword, she has own <laughs> bag. So that hits a little different. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. there are a lot of men who want women like that, but they cannot handle women like that. Oh, that's another episode. That but as a woman, not, but as a woman, recognize woo. it and don't lower your standards. That's exactly. fine to have that. Kudos to you. You have your own bag. You need to, you, you hold people, you conduct yourself differently. Yeah. And that is great. Yeah. And so I wouldn't say lower your standards or like take the back seat when you don't have to. Mm hmm. Because then you lose your identity and I even you don't even mean to lose your identity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just for the sake of having a relationship or trying to do something differently. Maybe if I do it this way, this relationship will work better. Yeah. yeah. And don't then you develop your... resentment. Then you develop resentment. Yeah. But I think the, the term compromise really is the key word. Yeah. Right? Oh, you absolutely. Yeah. should be supporting and empowering your spouse and what they're doing as well. But also make sure that in that you are not you're not doing that at the expense 
of completely severing who you are at the core. Right. And there's nothing wrong with being super supportive of the part, your, you know, your partner. The problem that I was stating was when you have given your all, you're trying to make sure that this person is put in place to be able to be the best that they can be. But then when it's your turn, mm -hmm. they have issues. Yeah. yeah. That is the problem yeah. there. Yeah. I agree. Agreed, agreed, agreed. So Aisha, Aisha, we love you. And we thank you for even opening up this conversation and living your truth in a way that, if people are completely honest, resonates with everyone mm -hmm. to okay. a certain degree. So ladies and gents, whoever may be listening, always live your truth. Yes, always. And always maintain your identity. Maintain who you are at the core you know, and, and do a little compromising, but always, always, always maintain your identity. Because maintaining your identity and living your truth, those are not mutually exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You can do both. That part. <laughs> you can do both. Get your girl that can do both. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Now it's time for our shine, sis. Shine, Well, I feel like our topic obviously shined a great light on Aisha, who we love, and we've already made her our shine sis, Honoree. So it's only right that we shine light on the woman who brought Aisha to the table, and that is Jada Pinkett Smith. Come on. Oh, I love her so Jada. much, y'all. Come on. Oh, how we love her. Like, man. Can I have her skin? Lord. Let's start there. Wait, Ooh. her, her mama. Like, how do? You, why are y'all her mom though? Yes, Jeez, yes. that's some genius right there. Somebody Shout out to the genius. Like that's just goes on a whole different level. Yeah, but we all know Jada just for her phenomenal acting career from a different world to Minnesota society. You know her breakthrough role in the Nutty Professor opposite Eddie Murphy, and set it off duh duh <laughs> that was my set movie that was my off. movie whose yeah, movie is that not on. right right if if it's not your movie run that black card over here okay, okay. you are Slide not it on over. Over. <laughs> run that melanated pass it's summertime you want to lose your cookout card right now this is not, not the, the time, time. <laughs> not the time but i act like you so set it off okay <laughs> but um the list goes on she is amazing we also know her to be the beautiful wife of actor will smith y'all may have heard of him may or may not i don't know i don't know you know don't people, know. Are, people are weird yeah they you are. never know these <laughs> you never know <laughs> no but honestly jada really epitomizes what we're talking about when we think about maintaining our identity i think through her most recent effort with the red table talk being able to gain insight on just who she really is and the things that she and Will have gone through throughout their marriage really exhibit maintaining your identity in its best way. Yeah. You know, she's very, very frank about the issues that they've had. She talks about the groupies. She talks about this and that. And even through it all, Jada has always been Jada. Yeah. Jada yeah. has always been Jada. Even, you know, when you think back prior to will when she was really cool with tupac and listening to some of those stories like she was always J like jada she a was real, real. One. she yeah. was a real one jada was yeah. a gangster like, yeah. <laughs> and mm -hmm. she is still very much so still that baltimore amazing real woman 
in spite of her success, in spite of her husband's success, her children's success, mm-hmm. she is still her. And I love that. That's a real black woman. With an identity With that an lives identity. in her truth. That lives in her truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. That lives in her truth. And as a result, her skin is flourishing. It's fl- <laughs> That's the secret See right there. You live what you get your own identity and live in your truth. Is that the secret? Jada <laughs> is always minding her business. Okay. <laughs> Obviously drinking her water. <laughs> and not worry about y'all. So take notes. Sis. Take notes. We love you, Jada. Man, for real. Can you drop a skincare? Please. We need it. We're ready. Routine. Except well, this I'm was hungry. so much fun and I'm so happy to be back with my girl. Yay. Hey. A little so, turn up tonight. A little turn up. Of course. Up. A little light situation. A little light situation. It's gonna be a good time. Y'all, y'all know ready? I love y'all, but I am hungry. Y'all know how I get when I'm hungry. This is cute. <laughs> it's so crazy that every time we be ending a podcast we'd be like food. <laughs> food. Give us food. food so food, food. we're off to go get some food as always. <laughs>